This is your host, Dr. Mesma Shabazz. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Mesma's Roundtable. In this episode, I present a special approach where I have all the women who have appeared on this channel to share what their views are about who a woman of power and grace is. And what I've done is to compile all the statements they made and play it out to you so that we can really begin to assimilate with that concept of who a woman of power and grace is. And the different expressions of that tells us how varied and how wide and how open we can all be in that framework. And as it vibrates, let the words of these women, powerful women, women who hold wisdom, penetrate the inner parts of yourself, the inner realm, so that you can begin not only to absorb it, but to share it in your day-to-day life as well. And also to bring in a lot more women into the fold so that we can all then step off of a platform that holds power and grace. And I believe that this is how we're gonna share and change the realities in our world for the better. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And we're gonna step into our power. So. Who is a woman of power and grace to you? So, again, for me, my definition is is a woman who is is divinely sourced, going back to the conversation about living from the inside out. If we are truly living from the inside, living from our hearts, living from our soul, then grace is going to be flowing through us. And we are going to be living with grace, meaning, you know, there is, there's just your, your world would be laced with the divine opportunities, connections, the way things flow that they actually flow and it's, and it's easier and power. What is the true source of power? It's nothing we can get from the outside world. It's, it's again, power comes from comes from within. So a woman of power and grace to me is a woman who is who is living from the inside out, who is living soul sourced, who's getting her answers from the inside out, which doesn't mean you don't get help. We all we all need help. We just talked about we have to help each other. But you know that it's not you're not always reaching out or comparing yourself. You're you're reaching in and willing to be uniquely you and trusting in and trusting in yourself. And the trusting yourself, I think, is hard. And it's a big part of what I teach, but it's so essential because otherwise you're always you have the ability, you're gonna be pulled off center again and again. So she has to be soul source, she needs to be living from the inside out. If you have any final thoughts you want to share, uh, I think you did so beautifully on that note of being still mm-hmm. and knowing yes that. knowing where your strength comes from exactly exactly it's going to come from within right maybe should i ask anybody who wants to make a comment or first of all thank you 
I'm going to start with an apology because I'm always on time for everything and I wasn't able to do it. But offline, I will share with you, Mensa, a why. So it's a good reason of me looking for good and pushing out of my own comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you. It's such a, a beautiful opportunity. And you're, you don't need wine, you two. You just, <laughs> you just project beautiful yeah. energy. And the fact that I'm like running around putting my blackout shade down and nobody's like looking at me says something <laughs> about style and grace Yeah, and that welcoming energy. So I just want to say thank you. And I feel like I had to step up and say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always vetted with everything, like the, the lighting, the shade. But today I was like, just go and show up. Yeah, that I was going to do my best. So thank you yes. very, very much. You're quite welcome. Thank you. Thank you for Hi. We have a little bit of noise in the background, so I apologize, but I just wanted to say thank you so much for for today. It's actually really a message that I put out on my own social media page today was pretty much about doing the work within and that when you exit the world, everything will just fall into place because you, you have that goodness inside of you. And so hearing that message reiterated right here was really touching. So I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Beverly, you want to join us? I just want to say thank you. This is my first time with this group here, and it's it's really powerful. It's it's a lot of the things that you have talked about, Ivan, is are some of the things that I have experienced in my own life. Being still, finding the power within, and knowing your source of power that it comes from. Yes. It comes yeah. from the divine, and talking about people who have influenced your mother and stuff like that. It's so very important. And I always think of not giving my kids possession, but giving them a spiritual legacy. And that is what your mother gave you, a spiritual legacy. And it is so heartwarming that you are continuing to do the same. And that is something that is lasting and it pays dividends. So I want to thank you for being here and for being yourself, being authentic. And it comes through in your delivery, in your demeanor, in everything. And you're truly a woman of power and grace. And I do thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Jules, yeah, go ahead. I want to build on your comment about your mother and what the the young lady before me just talked about. We live in a culture that we're all so celebrity and big all the time when we say, who are your heroes? And you appreciated the biggest hero in your life, which is your mother. And I think that's part of what we need to do is not, it doesn't take away from the achievements of the people that we hold in high regard, but just to recognize the, 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 the beauty of some of the people that are around us, the local heroes, the people that made an impact. I remember taking a leadership assessment for an interview in one company and they I, they asked me, who do you like? And I went, I thought my husband had great leadership qualities. And I know at, the, at that time there was this pause mm. of like a reaction. I was supposed to say Jack Welch. I was supposed to right. say all these big people, but I explained my reason. I didn't get the job, but... <laughs> <laughs> But it was probably for a good thing. But I was true to who what I thought meant as a leader in my world, in the work I was doing. So that lesson you're sharing about the big things that your mother did 
small, I think it's something we all could get in a better habit of doing. You know, that and the gratitude part is so important. So thank you for listening. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm a believer of looking at the small things. And as I quoted before, uh, Job, small things, we start out small. Your latter years shall be better than your former years, and they will be great. Mm -hmm. And it's, you think the visual is of a mountain. We don't just start at the top. You you go through life's struggles, um, deaths, whatever we all do as human beings. And they're small steps, but we're trying to get to the top. And those, you know, that those are gifts, because if we don't get to the top, then we haven't experienced life in all its complexities. That's just my thought. And that's that's the ultimate goal, is that I just keep on going, keep on going with faith, the love of my family. And then those things seem small, but they're stepping stones to greatness you know, acknowledge them, you know, and of course, acknowledge your spiritual practice and work at it. It takes, takes, takes time. Oh, yeah. Yes. And also for it to experience the, it manifesting right in front of you. Oh, yeah. As you develop, things just play out right in front of you. And what I call the jaw-dropping awesomeness of knowing that's, that presence in in your experience right so i want to we, we spent an hour together oh and that's <laughs> nothing for us <laughs> right that's nothing we usually go longer than this but i want to close by saying that you have played a very important role in my life and that of my daughters and as i said if i wanted to give my daughter you know to anyone on this planet you at the top of the list, because I know as you talk about your mother's love and grace and power, that you show that same, you exhibit that same power and grace and love in your life. And it's so comfortable and it's so loving that made, it made my life blossom. What are your thoughts? I mean, I invited you onto a forum that says women of power and grace. What are your thoughts on that? What do you, who is a woman of power and grace to you? Oh, gosh, there have been a handful, I would have to say. Who is a woman of power and grace? I don't even think I want to say a name. It doesn't have to be. It can be the attributes of a woman. Yeah, only because I think that there are so many. And and, and, and you don't want to offend it. And each of us, really, every single woman has within them power and grace. Mm -hmm. And just because someone shows up more often or is considered a celebrity or a leader or an icon doesn't mean that their power and grace is any greater than each woman's power and grace. And I think going back to why I chose the monarch method, for me, the lion is power and the butterfly is grace. And that's that dual nature of who we are, physical and energy, mind and spirit, heart and head. I mean, there are aspects, there are dual aspects of our nature that can be identified in so many different ways. And so power and grace is a perfect balance of that heart 
energy, that soul and wisdom of who a woman is. And then the power is the grounded sort of sovereign nature yeah. of who we are as individuals and yeah. honoring both of those and, and the balance of both of those is, is essential. Actually, that's really beautiful. You know, it, what I love about this conversation is that when we talk about women of power and grace, everyone comes out with these beautiful descriptions and attributes mm. of women in our experience that I think is just lovely. It's just yeah. absolutely lovely. So do you have any questions for me or? Yes. My, this, so this platform, this, this video, Women of Power and Grace, these discussions is fairly new for you. What inspired you to do this? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I want to give credit to Prema, someone I'm working with right now. And we've had discussions about where I take my practice, et cetera. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm about women's empowerment. Mm-hmm. And so as I did my group work and with COVID, you know, we have to shift gears to doing mm-hmm. something new, et cetera. I think one of the things I do there was connect with people and really have a hearty conversation mm-hmm. about what is going on in our lives and how we can support one another and uplift each other up, right? right. I love doing that. And you know, I think from my last place to what I'm doing now, I stopped doing that so much. And now I think, okay, you know, getting back to who I am. As we close, since you're also part of Men's Men's Roundtable, I want to ask you, who is a woman of power and grace? Oh, my. Well, you are definitely a woman of power and grace. (laughs) Absolutely. One of the most influential women of power and grace has been LaVanda Paul, who's my mother. She gave birth to eight children, and she adopted two brother and sister. She raised 10 children with my dad and they're still married. She raised us all to adult age, and she's a woman of power and and faith. I would look at her in church from the junior choir. She used to sit across the church in the front. She was an evangelist. And as they would sing the songs, she would just worship in such a way where tears would fall, and she would just be in this deep worship. And me as a child watching her, it made me want to reach for God too. Because she not only worshiped from her heart, but then she was a missionary and an evangelist. So she got the whole missionary and the evangelism team together on Saturdays. And they would come to our apartment. And we lived in a very dangerous area at that time. But we would have to go out with signs saying, you know, no more drugs, take drugs away. This is during the 80s when the drug epidemic was very high. And she would be on the street. My dad would be playing the music. And she would be ministering to everyone walking by and she'd have her missionary crew out there with her, just witnessing to everyone and just, and it was natural and it was just, (laughs) and they loved her, (laughs) but, and and she worked at a health center. She worked at a healthcare center when we were young. So during Martin Luther King holidays, we would all go as a family and we would minister in song and we would go and, and just touch and hug the elders who were at home care facility. But it taught us, it taught us how to do mission. It taught us how to evangelize as a young, as, and it not only taught me, but it taught all of my nine siblings 
who was out there with me holding those signs, walking back and forth. So I would have to say my mother, Lavenda Paul, I was able to honor her this year by, we created a book. I wrote a book and I had her voice in each chapter of the book. She grew up on a farm in Alabama. So I was able to incorporate her voice with throughout the book as a thread. And I'm praying that we're able to do more projects like that because I I really do believe that she's a woman of power and grace. (laughs) What is your thoughts on who a woman of power and grace is? Yeah, I think when I think about those two put together, power and grace, what comes to mind is compassion and is the ability to assert, to have access to words and to intuition. So when you put that, those, all those elements together, I think you have a woman of power and grace. And when I think, you know, I was thinking, because I know this is the, the main theme of, of your program, I was thinking, who are the women of grace I know? Well, you are one for sure. Oh, thank you. And then I was, I was thinking, one of the, the books that has actually saved me through the pandemic is this book written by Ruth Kinn, is Mindful of Grace. It's a beautiful book. And she, I don't know her personal. But just by reading her, I think she en- encompasses all those things that I was saying, the compassion, the clear vision, the being no, no, she has no fear to name things, right? And obviously she is a writer. So she has access to these, but her compassion exudes throughout the book. And she's someone who lives a very spiritual life, but it's also a life that is tied to activism, which is so crucial. It's it's one of the pillars of of spirituality. And then the other person, the other woman that comes to mind as someone who embodies power and grace is John Halifax, who is a, a Buddhist teacher who directs the Upaya Center in, in New Mexico. And okay. she's an anthropologist. She is a social activist, really someone who has transformed all the spaces that she has inhabited. So to me, yeah, I don't know if that's clear, but that, that, that no. is... A, um, there isn't one definition of a woman of power because there's so many different parts yeah. of who we are. But as a whole, we have to integrate all the unique attributes from so many different places, one, to enable us to transform, two, to be able to receive grace and give grace, right? It has to be balanced that way. So I really appreciate you bringing these people up. And And also that I think is connected to what I was saying, but also the other element is the ability to embrace vulnerability. And and women of power are women who are not afraid of suffering, who are not afraid to say, ouch, it hurts, 
which is part of being assertive and spontaneous and compassionate towards ourselves so and others yeah the ouch part some of us know very well <laughs> yeah so it's, it's beautifully expressed and really appreciate you coming on to my round table i can't end this conversation without asking you this question what your view is about who a woman of power and grace is right and from my experience what are the attributes what are people you know that you think bring that kind of quality to our lives a woman who is comfortable in her own skin a woman who knows her history where she came from what she has overcome what she has accomplished and by accomplishment i don't mean having degrees or being in a corporate right position i mean just taking yourself outside of that box mm-hmm. looking at yourself and seeing where you are and, and and acknowledging even the smallest things that you think are insignificant you're living with your parents at 18 and you move out on your own that's huge right. applaud yourself right. if you're existing Maybe it's saying no to something that you know might hurt you. You know, someone offers you something and you just say, no, thank you. That is also something that I think empowers us. Most of all, though, it's our mentality, how we think, how we believe. There's tragic things that happen to women. And one of the things that has stuck with me for a very long time is watching a movie where a woman was being raped and the, they talked to her after the fact. Mm-hmm. And she said what kept her alive was what she was thinking. It's like they can do anything they want to this outside shell, but what's in here, my soul, my mind, those are mine, mine alone. And if I allow them to dictate to me how to think or how to feel, they've won. They're not going to win. I'm going to win. And she went on to do some, she wrote a book. I can't remember her name, but the movie was about her. And, oh, I wish I could remember her name. If I remember, I will let you know. Yeah, please send it to me and I'll (laughs) add it to the post and share it with all the other ladies who may be listening or would listen later. This has been a very intriguing conversation. I knew it would anyway. uh, And I've enjoyed this conversation very much. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for making time. I know you and your family were headed out somewhere and for the weekend, but you made time to be here. So I appreciate you very much and thank you. And I hope we'll have more of this. Thank you. Thank you for having me or inviting me. Now Mm -hmm. I want to ask, how do we teach young girls about storytelling, about storytelling, tapping into that form. I think sharing and being in the same room or in the same venue, whether it's showing up young girls, you could mean high school or college, is opportunities to mentor and, and present yourself and all of us to go to a college and meet with young people and young girls in a session. I've done that with communication and share a story. Just don't give the topic in logical form. Share something we learned. Share something we were feeling when we were trying to learn it and panicking when we had our first talk to do or when we had our first job interview. And show your our hands what we experienced. 
and slowly but surely people will share. There was one young lady on a call I was on and she, it, it hit her when I talked about saying I was so shy to the point of mute when I was growing up that she started to talk about that she's been pushing herself to come out of her shyness and to talk more in class. And it's hard on these virtual students sometimes to, to do that and negotiate. So I think the more we share, the more people will learn from stories. And sitting around, it's fun to be with friends or own age, but I always believe, like you said earlier, mix it up, you know, find out what other people are doing. So if you all look the same around your table, you know how to change up your yeah, game. You're missing a whole lot. <laughs> you need to find out what the rest of the world is thinking. How they're yeah, know, a like of, a lot happening in this world that we can all benefit from. It's Amazing, different cuisines, different dances, songs, fables, mythology. It's a whole host of things that can really help us expand our experiences on this planet. So, yeah. Yeah, being intentional about it too. I know that's a phrase that's being used more and more, but it's true. Like if you, if we assume nobody's going to come and join us in a conversation, nobody will. But if we say, I'm going to reach out to someone who's, 20 years older than me and 40 years younger than me, fun things happen and you can choose swap meets. I mean, I'm good fortune. I'm with an Irish person from Dublin, so he never stops talking. But um, there's lots of stories. So we compete for airtime. And that's why I started to do more talks outside of my home so I could talk. But the nieces and the nephews, they're all great storytellers because they grew up with that too. And I'm sure your family has grown up with that gift of storytelling. Years and stuff, tell stories. We, we actually would sit around a fire at after supper and tell stories. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to look back on our experiences. And if we just report it like fact, fact, a little emotion, back to fact, it's not the same thing. But if we tell it as a story, we'll be learning as well as everybody else will be learning and having some things to appreciate and pass on. All good. All good. All good. I love that. This is a very deep conversation and I wish we could go on for a little bit longer, but I want to ask you to close, who is a woman of power and grace? You would ask me to identify someone that I consider a woman of power and grace? Or the attributes or... Well, almost immediately, Aurelia Erxton Brazil came to mind. She's the subject of my doctoral dissertation. And I saw her as a generative leader. And the qualities and characteristics that came through in the research identify potentiating leadership, leaders who build other leaders, pro-social behavior, behavior that promotes friendship, cohesion, community, strategic vision, having a direction on where you want to go a commitment to fair play, hearing everyone out before you take a decision or pursue a direction, a concern for the welfare of succeeding generations. These were all qualities and characteristics that I found in full measure. I also found an alchemical quality to her leadership. And by that, I mean, she took the lead of difficult circumstances and turned it into gold. For example, When she was our ambassador to Kenya in the early 1990s, when the cartoonists were critical of her, 
she literally took some of these cartoons, framed them and hung them in her office to let those cartoonists know that she appreciated their critique of her diplomatic practice. And so she's a woman of power and grace. And actually we have something that's called Ree's Rules. And part of what she says is about how you treat other people with that dignity and respect, regardless of their station or yours. Okay, so if I were to say pick something, a tune, what would it be? Uh, I'm thinking, I, well, when you say him, I'm thinking of an old school him. Anything right? that is, is inspiring. What comes to mind? One of them is a James Cleveland song that says, I just can't give up now. I've come too far from where I've started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he, he's brought me this far to leave me. You want to turn it out for us today? Oh. <laughs> okay. I know. I put you on the spot here. <laughs> okay. I just can't give up now. I've come too far from where I started from. And nobody told me the road would be easy. And I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. And some of those songs I would just sing over and over to get it in my heart and get it in my spirit. When I, when I felt like I couldn't pray, I would sing songs like that over and over. I don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me. I'm not by myself. It's going to get better. So when people talk about affirmations and positive affirmations, I kind of do it in a different way. But I'm still repeating and meditating on the words of God, but someone just put it into a song, someone put it into a melody. And we're told in the Bible to make melody in our hearts beforehand. Right. That was beautiful. Felt deeply touched by that. And I could feel the depth of what you were saying, the words and the emotions that go along with it. Thank you. I put you on the spot and you really <laughs> stepped into it. So as we wrap up, I just want to ask, is there something in general, whatever you want to share with people in your generation? As I said, you're the first I've interviewed and had conversations with a lot of women of power and grace, and you're here as a woman of power and grace. What would you share with your generation as to how to look at life? I would say to start with yourself. I had to stop looking outside of myself and because I can easily blame a lot of other things and people for where I was or where I am, but then that takes my power away. So I need to, to be able to be in a place where I know the choices I'm making, the, the reasons why I'm making those choices and making sure that they are beneficial choices to push me forward or pull even my family forward like the step I took to go to therapy. That was a choice I had to make. No one made me go. Like sometimes if you get in trouble and you go to court and they say you're court ordered to go to therapy. <laughs> it shouldn't have to be to that degree. I wanted to finally unpack what I had gone through up until that point and figure out, do some introspection, do some research and figure out now how can I move past that? How can I grow? How can I even help somebody else. Because if you're, if you're 
especially called to ministry, things that sit in the back of your mind is how can I help somebody else? I want to help somebody else get out of the, where they are to understand that it doesn't have to end. It doesn't have to, you don't have to quit and give up. There's better. Uh, sometimes I don't like saying better because I feel like then if you say whatever had passed is horrible. I'm not saying my past was totally horrible, but I'm just saying there is a future ahead for you. Right. And the light is always at the end. Yes. Right. And there are rainbows. I believe in rainbows. Mm -hmm. They show up sometimes when we think everything is gloomy. The weather can be terrible. And then there we have a rainbow. And yes, one of my favorite quotes that I because I also I journal once in a while, but I also do like picture quotes a lot. And one of them that God gave me a while ago was even in bitter times, God gives sweet moments. And I really believe that even though I feel like I was also, I say in my book, I was in, I felt like I was in an extended period of like mourning for one reason or another of depression for one reason or another, once in a while, he would just allow me to experience some sweetness. (laughs) Yes. And it comes in many wonderful ways, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? It comes through not only ourselves, but children, our family, friends, acquaintances, even strangers can shine a light on our paths. And I think you said something that is really important that I think everyone should have in their lives is, and that is also using whatever we've learned on this journey and help somebody else, right? So as we get into the end of this conversation, and I have always expressed, I'm very, very, very proud of you, uh, you for the woman that you are. You're really so grounded. It's it's amazing. And the environment we worked in, I don't think anybody could relate to that if we were to put it in words. But as we close, who do you think a woman of power and grace is? Who is a woman of power and grace? The first thing that came to mind was my grandmother who has passed on. But I think a woman of power and grace is a woman who is empathetic, who is compassionate, a woman who commands but doesn't demand, like her presence calls for it because of who she is, because of her character. And that's what I strive to be. I strive to be somebody that my parents are proud of, my children are proud of. I strive to surround myself with those type of women. So that's what comes to mind. That's beautiful. Thank you. Now, as we come to the end of this conversation and we're getting there, you know, I like when I get to this part of the podcast, I kind of almost feel nostalgic already that it's going to end. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have such a good time. I know. And we always do. So I want to ask you, because you're coming on as a woman of power and grace, right? mm-hmm. and what are your thoughts? Who is a woman of power and grace? I didn't have to think about it because my mom is a woman of power and a woman of grace. My mom, as I tell her, she's a prayer warrior. And when I was leaving Jamaica, I didn't left her. She, I brought her with me because she's the one that empowered me. She's the one that teaches me how to cook, how to clean, how to take care of my home, how to pray and pray my mom said pray about everything worry about nothing so my mom is 
And I don't know if we tell her enough, but I'm telling you, mom, on this podcast, that you are my inspiration. And I love her, world without end. And she loved her kids. She prayed for all of us, not every minute. She prayed for us every day. She called by us all by names. She does the same thing for the grandkids. So my mom, she is the one that empowered me. And she is a woman of grace. Of grace. She's a woman uh, of grace. Even at our church, everybody knows her as the woman of grace. And if they want somebody to pray, she prays, she'll move mountains. <laughs>
What it doesn't matter. Healthy foods, it doesn't matter. Her presence when she is with you is fully there. And what how humble and yet how powerful we need to be to be fully present. And being fully present is, is not power over anything. It's just being the being. full expression of who we meant to be. Because think when you sit right. and you own that. Yes. You give everybody in the room permission to own that. Right. When you go here, you call people down with you. When you're no, there, we're doing this. You call people up. We're doing this with and, attitude. Right. Yeah. Eat your heart. With hideout. attitude. <laughs> Eat your heart out. Here right. I am. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
important. And I think it is a powerful place to be when mm. you can really surrender because it gives you that privilege of surrendering yes. all your cares and yes. let somebody just carry you for a moment and right. really just be free because the weight can be heavy sometimes as Very you much. mentioned you go through losses and sometimes the challenges are unending mm-hmm. and it feels like you can never get out of something but if you are able to find that place within your heart and be able to go there and really stay silent mm-hmm. and listen and I know Rumi has a lot of beautiful quotes about this being silent you know is not just being alone or taking yourself away from something but that is where you hear your inner voice giving you some clarity around some issue or Mm -hmm. being in a place of contentment Mm -hmm. just peace or being uplifted you know when you are down yeah I can go on on this for (laughs) so and I think you you and I can do this for a while Um, that's quite true but you know our time is almost here and I want to ask you who is a woman of power and grace I invited mm-hmm. you here because I believed you are and oh, you know thank you for this I mean I'm looking at everything and I'm really really proud thank you. you thank you oh my goodness there are I'm so fortunate to know so many women who I believe are women of power and grace and I think the one that really comes to mind is, um, she's one of my closest and dearest friends. Her name is Melanie Gutierrez. And so I am an adoptive parent, which is a different journey than many women have had. And, and some of the loss that I spoke of had to do with the loss of my children when they were infants. And she, she showed up for me in ways that even some in my family found difficult to do. And she did it by meeting me where I was never trying to move my grief along, just sometimes sitting with me and just just letting me sit in the depth of my grief and, and carrying me and holding me sometimes until I could find my way to a better place. And she did it uh, with such love and kindness and no judgment. And I am always incredibly grateful to her for that. So it doesn't, the women that we know, they don't have to be famous and be world renowned and write and be authors. If I had to name a woman of power and grace, it is my friend, Melanie. Well, I want to say, and I just got chills. I want to say this, and I hope you should get a chance to listen, that the divine sends angels to all of us in many different ways. And she did that for you. And that is wonderful in acknowledging the beauty that this life holds. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. It is my pleasure and it's my honor to be here. Thank you. And I'll see all our listeners in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Thank you.